Hello, listener. Yes, sir. ADR is back. That is Area de Rigori for Breaking the Lines.com BTL. Serie A is back. Calcio is back. Most importantly, though, Danish is back. And Maxi Angelo is back. We're all back. Maxi, yes. how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Had a great summer. But it's great to be back again. Yes, man. I've missed doing this. Uh, and I've missed Calcio. I've missed the chaoticness. Um, how's how's the summer? How's the summer? Uh, it was quite busy. I was working with the with the women's Euros, and then I had some vacation, and then it was kind of back to the international football beginning again with the Premier League last week, and then the yeah, no, no rest for the wicked. I, we were talking off air before about the women's Euros in the the the, the summer. I've never seen, um, and quite rightfully so, the tournament get as much hype as it as it has which is which was quite good um in in my summer i went to napoli lucky me yay um was not meeting with lorenzo insignia or Koulibaly or anything like that but i think i mentioned i i spoke to some swedes who were also watching the women's heroes at the at the same time and just how calm swedish people are you lot are ice men yeah women like I, I kind of nothing faces the... you I, 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 my family is Italian, so I, I have that uh, suave blood in me. But uh, yeah, Swedish people are really, really cold. <laughs> like they, they no, they weren't cold. Like, but they were watching the game and they were infused about it. And then when they won, I said, "Oh, so what happened?" And they said, "Oh yeah, we won." So I was like, "Well, why are you celebrating?" And they were like, "Yeah, we're Swedish." <laughs> so, <laughs> but summer was good. We laid on some beaches. Uh, we tanned. And now we're back and ready for the chaos all over again. So uh, it was really when you were in, in Naples, it was really you being an intermediary for, for Koulibaly and Lorenzo Insigne. And, and Dries Mertens, yeah. I went yeah, over to his house and I said, Dries, please, can I have some dinner with you? And then I, I then we spoke about him leaving. No, no, I'm joking. Um, it's a chaotic city, Naples. It's yeah, really it chaotic. Like it's in a fun way. I found it really chaotic. Uh, there's graffiti on the walls the whole time, but the people are super, super friendly. Um, I kind of love that culture about it. That um, everywhere else, graffiti, <laughs> graffiti is kind of uh, illegal, dirty. but there is kind of uh, everywhere, uh, and it's it's genuinely street art. People see yeah. like mostly. I just uh, every, everyone I spoke to before going said that oh, oh don't go there it's rubbish um, but maybe it's it's one of those things you know when you go somewhere before and and people tell you oh that's really great and then when you get there you're like uh yeah, this is all right and then this might be one of those things where it's really good because I got told it was going to be bad when I went but I had a great time saw the murals as well I don't have you seen the murals Max yeah yeah I've seen some of them. They're really, um, they've got this weird thing where you can scan a QR code now and you can buy stuff online from the murals. But there's, uh, I got a lovely picture of me and uh, some street art of Marek Hamshik. I'm going to, I'm going to tweet it out later on the account and, and see how many likes and, and followers we get. But, but anyway, that was uh, my summer and that was Max's summer. And, and now we're back with Syria. Lots to talk about in the, the first week. 
a lot has happened uh, both both during the summer but this weekend as well <laughs> it was an eventful weekend yeah it was it was rolling back the years the Sampdoria kicked us off on Saturday losing 2-0 to Atalanta then we sort of got the ball rolling with uh three games three more games on Saturday Milan winning 4-2 to Udinese the Serie A champions Monza the Silvio Berlusconi owned Monza, losing 2 1 to Torino, and then Inter Milan beating Lecce with a last minute Denzel Dumfries goals, and that was the Saturday fixtures. On Sunday, it was Fiorentina 3, Cremonese, Cremonese 2. Uh, we will talk more about Ian Adrado later. Lazio beat Bologna 2 1 in their sort of chaotic fashion. There was two red cards in that game. Spezia beat Empoli 1 0. Selenitana lost to Roma for the opening weekend 1 uh, 0. Napoli then beat Hellas Verona 5-2 on Monday and then Max Allegri and Juventus kicked off their Syria campaign winning 3-0 against Sassuolo at home. Uh, let's start with the Milan clubs. Huh? Max, you want to talk some AC yeah, Milan? Before. So Syria champions AC Milan sort of easily dispatching Udinese um I thought it was interesting. Rodrigo Becao, who opened the scoring against Milan, has scored, I think it's three times in like four years now against them. Like it's just it's just common that he's he scored three times uh against he scores against Milan every single time. But Milan, look, I know it's the first weekend and I don't know how many times we're gonna say this over the podcast, but they looked good. They looked good with Rada Krunic in as a pivot next to Benessa. Uh, I think I think Tonali came on. Oh no, no! I think Pobega came on. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they look good without relying on Rafa Leao for once. Not for once, but I thought last season, especially, it was coming to a point where it was just pass the ball to Leao, something will happen. Normally, something did, but Brahim Diaz looked good, and Ante Rebic, if you can keep him fit this season, I would I would like to see Ante Rebic get more game time if he keeps himself fit. Um, Pioli also did something interesting to me in the second half where it was sort of like, okay, we've won this game now. Uh, I can bring on the subs and bed in the players that are going to have minutes later on in the year. So he brought on uh, Pobega, he brought on Divo Carigi, he brought on Shala de Quetalara. Uh, so yeah, it was a good opening win for Milan. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um, overall, I, I think it was good, but I... Listen, it's the first game of the of the season, but I. Uh, that's I one. Were... That's one strike, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, I, I think it was a it was a great win uh, in the end. Uh, winning is all what it's about, uh, getting the three points. But uh, to me, there was at least in some parts of the game kind of lapses of concentration. Uh, yeah. In, in Milan, uh, which kind of. Um, both both times really they they conceded and I think that is something they they need to work on uh, going forward. But listen, it's it's the first game of the of the season. Uh, That's strike two. Some players are just back from injuries and um, yeah, some key players are missing. Sandro Tonali, uh, one Oliver Giroud didn't uh, start. Uh, he came in later on, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I I thought uh, as you said that there there were some some players who had really solid performances. I I liked what I saw from Krunic. Um, 
Antarebe has been really good this preseason and and uh, during the premier playing up front. Um, then I, I I liked what I saw from from Chelsea Kitelare, but uh, he he didn't get much time no all but I barely barely any games. I think I think Pioli's going to slowly bed him in. Um, but but he has he has arrived with much fanfare. I think he's been the marquee signing. Uh, what do you expect to see from him? Uh, over time, I I expect him to be a be a key player for Milan. I think that he has what it takes to honestly make a difference this season. Um, but you know, coming from Bruges to to a club like Milan, it will it's massive. It will massive. Need time. Sorry, that that is huge. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. saying that's huge. Yeah, he will need time to adapt. <laughs> Maxi, Maxi, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. In the long term, I expect big things from him because you could see, honestly, just from from this quick uh, sub from from the bench, I liked what I saw with like movements and and intentions and and stuff like that. So. In 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 long in a long term perspective, I I think that he will be a great addition to this Milan side. But in the, in the short term, I think they will need time to kind of learn everything and uh, adapt to to everything from life in Italy to to the system and and getting to know his teammates and them getting to learn who he is on the pitch and and stuff like that. Yeah, just just normal sort of betting in stuff. Um, but at least the food is nicer in Italy. I don't know if you've ever have you been yeah. to Bruges. I've never been, but uh, it's, I it's guess gorgeous. Food good there, from what you're saying. I mean, it's it's a really cute, charming city, but people just eat chips there, which is fine for me because I adore them. But that's not, you know, there's not too much cuisine there. But anywhere, um, Brahim Diaz had a particularly good game. I liked how he was linking up with Rebic pretty well. Um, his goal wasn't like you know the best, but like it just, I think the keeper flapped it and it came out to him, scored. But it's I think important that Milan are finding or rediscovering new avenues to score again, and it's not just all on Leal who they need to. He needs to renew his contract. Yes, and and as and fast said, and fast. When, when does his contract run out? Uh twenty twenty four. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's uh, that's still okay. Two years, right? Yeah, but I I think that Milan wants to extend it now because there's also a buyout clause for like hundred fifty million euros or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, Man United are gonna activate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running but, around but... Europe, literally running around <laughs> Europe, trying to send anybody a damn bid, hoping they get a player. Good God! <laughs> uh, but, but... but circling circling back to what you said, I think that. This this performance were were particularly uh, important for Brahim Diaz because there's been talk this summer about his two year loan being cut yeah. short because he didn't quite perform to the level expected last season and um, yeah he he really needed that to kind of show that he can make a difference at Milan. He he looked uh, he looked very sprightly I'd say he he really did fade off towards the end of last season. Um, yeah, I, I'm still surprised that you haven't. I know you bought Divock Origi came in and Shana de Cretelara can sort of play right wing, but 
sticking with Junior Messias throughout the season? I don't know. No, I, I'm not sold on the idea. No, I, I I was really expecting the... I know Yassine Adli's come in as well. Um, yeah, but he's more like a, like a central midfielder. Yeah, no, no. I was just talking in, in general about about the oh, summer. Sorry. Like he can he can play yeah, you better be. Uh he could play like attacking mid and maybe Brahim can play out on the right wing, but surely Pioli's tired of like maxing and maxing and mitching. Mi- mixing and match Mitch and match and mixing. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it mix and matching? It's mix and matching. Yep. Sorry. It's because I can see that like your name's on the screen, Max. So. But <laughs> sure, like surely he wants something more set. So you got a small stroke there. Yeah, I, I, I did, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, yeah. Milan need to sign a right winger to me. I agree, but from from um, from the media reports, it seems like they want to sign a center half and a, and a center midfielder. They they seem like they that isn't the the top priority, which I think it should be, but. I think it should I be the top priority. I get in the central midfielder though as well because there's only Pobega, Benessa, and Tonali there. Yeah, and, and I yeah. guess you know Rada Krunic can play there, but Rada Krunic can literally play everywhere at, at this point. He's like the best utility man in the world. He's he's having some Hall of Fame utility man of vibes. He really is up there with Grusskrutz for Dortmund. You remember when Klopp would just use him everywhere? <laughs> yeah, 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 like you, you just see Griskurtz. I yeah, hope I'm pronouncing his name like, right. Kind of like he does with James Miller now with Liverpool. Yeah, but like Griskurtz would literally in that Dortmund team, one week he'd play right back, and next, literally the next week he'd play up front, and then the next week after that he'd play like centre mid, and he was just hilariously important to him. I love it when that happens when managers <laughs> discover. Uh, you know, they're like utility men. Quick word on like Udinese's two goals. Yep. Um just just very quickly. The I loved the the, the deliveries for both of them. Like the, the corner for the first one, Delafio's corner is like a proper whipper, like to the near post. It reminded me of the um the goal that Tottenham scored to make it two two this week. Like it's almost undefendable. Yeah, it was a really good cross and um and Bikau really found his way uh, in a uh, there at the, the front post. Yeah, I can I can see like their attack just being Delafoy Delafoy. Sorry, I'm having big trouble talking today. Delafoy <laughs> going out wide and just whipping it in for for Isaac constantly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, r- r- pretty routine win for Milan, and and it was a. It's a good opener for them. Let's move on to the Crosstown City rivals and Inter Milan needing a, a last-minute winner against Lecce on this. Uh, the, the pitch got a lot of hate. Was it the pitch it, that was getting hit? It was, right? Yeah, I mean, the pitch wasn't... wasn't, wasn't well, it's not, it was not in the best condition at all. No, it wasn't, but I mean, Inter, Inter created uh, so many chances. They Yeah, they, they created more than... Decided that game before before the stoppage time. Yeah, it was a two-one win that got made to look harder than it was. But like, Lecce is going to be a team that does that to teams this season. Do you know what I mean? Fighting to stay in the league, where yeah, where they're going to be happy to relinquish possession for most of the game. Inter had six hundred and three passes, 
and we got to see Lukaku back. Big Rom's back, everybody. He only needed two minutes to score his first goal. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like Damian crossing it in for Lukaku. Yeah, um, just being a monster in the penalty box. And... he's He looks as if he's just going to slot in there and kind of roll it back. Yeah. To what they were doing two seasons ago. Like he just looks as if he he fits in this team. Or he like he just some certain things I was looking at, like when Denzel Dumfries scored last minute and they they all went nuts. Inzaghi came on the pitch. Um they're all hugging and, and cheering each other, like he do in the last minute winner. But Lukaku was like on his own near the I think the away fans like banging the turf with his with his fist. Like you could tell he just missed in turn. It's he just wants to put that whole Chelsea debacle behind him. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought uh, when he left uh, last summer that he he shouldn't have left in the first place because he it really found like the the place he should be during his career at Inter and uh, I mean I, I I get that he wanted to go back to Chelsea and kind of prove prove himself there. It's it's something many footballers do and and. They kind of have that um, instinct to do so, but I I think that it was a big mistake from in the first place, and he's showing now that it was. Yeah, it, it felt like he was always. I know he was really successful at Everton for two or three seasons. I found him quite successful at Man United, but he's it still wasn't like overwhelmingly successful that everybody. Th- expected of him like everyone thought that he could be bigger and better than what he was and then he exploded into life with those two Antonio Conte into Milan seasons um and then just went off the boil a lot of people are touting them as favorites now basically for the Fuscudetto do you do we think that or honestly uh the because you could see like there were certain patterns where obviously Lula are back which I love by the way I, I miss Lula Lutaro Martinez <laughs> yeah. and Lukaku like that's we I miss strike partnerships in in football, uh, and that was that's been one of the best of them. You could I, I, see, like, especially I wanted to say as well when Zeko came on, so we saw like all three of them. When obviously he was hunting for a goal, so he was like, "Right, I'm just going to push all three of you up, uh, and basically one one of three of you can come deep, whilst the other two occupy the centre backs." So we saw this happen for like whenever Zeko came on, basically. I think that uh, it was uh, a really uh, exciting thing uh, to see because I think if if the same situation comes up later in the season, I think that obviously they they succeeded with it now, and I I can see uh, Simeone Inzaghi try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I can understand why why people have touted them as the Scudetto favorites. Um but it, it's like first first game of the season getting that lift of a of a last minute winner. Um and like everybody cheering the way they did when when Dumfries scored. And Dumfries has a habit of doing this. He loves coming round back to the to the back post whilst the cross is coming in from the opposite end. He did it earlier in the game against Lecce and he hit the post. Um, 
Yeah, he, he was close to, to scoring the winner. To, to basically yeah. doing this, the, the same thing, but it just felt like it's going to give them a bit of a lift and big Romelu Lukaku's back and they're, they're going to dial it back to two years ago when they won Scudetto. Um, the, the goal they conceded, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the goals they do concede are like this, where everyone is caught up the pitch apart from the back three. I think Skriniar comes up too close. Yeah, like he comes, he gets dragged out, advances up the pitch, doesn't get the ball. They go up the other end and score. Yeah, and they... They don't really have any of their their back three doesn't really have that recovery pace as as let's say if Tomori has or no. Bremer or or anyone like that so they can really be caught um, staying high uh, with balls in behind the in uh, the defense. Yeah, if if it is left with like the three of them on there. The three of them as at the back, whilst the wing backs basically join the attack with the others. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Do Do we think that Denzel Dumfries is going to explode this season, or Robin Gosens will explode this season because they need? I thought even Perisic was one of their best players last year, or possibly hit the best player for them. Has obviously left Tottenham now. I I honestly think that uh, I think that both of them will do well this season, but I think that Denzel Dumfries uh, could be yeah. the breakthrough of yeah yeah the, yeah of the season because he has so many exciting qualities and he sort of has these abilities to to step up when he's really needed, uh, which obviously he did now. Um, so I I would definitely keep an eye on on him. Yeah, I feel like one of them in that fullback position has to have a really good year, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Also, what, what surprised me was that um, Inzaghi started with Di Marco in the back three instead of Bastoni, who we left. Yeah, with. and then he came on later. Yeah. What was going on there? Was he injured? I don't I don't know. I, I, haven't, seen uh, the I haven't heard anything about it, but mm. maybe, had, maybe he wasn't ready to play 90 minutes and that was the, the reasoning behind it, but I, I was surprised. Yeah, I think there's still maybe rumblings that have gone on in the summer where Skriniar and Bastoni have been talked up to leave. They they haven't at the minute. Um, and and Bastoni is like it's quite certain that he will stay. It's 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 probably Skriniar who will leave if any one of them leaves. Yeah, I don't think they could personally afford for any of them to leave. No, no, I agree. Um, if they if they want to compete for Scudetto this season, they they will. Need no, that, yeah, they, they uh, need that back three back. Yeah, they need that back three, and they need a wing back to perform well. All right, I, if I you're listening, Simone, if 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 they were to sell one of them, uh, they would need like a Bremer level uh, replacement. And yeah, I, which I is extremely hard to find. Them. Yeah. Considering when does Mercato end? Because I know in the UK it ends in like two weeks. Is it the same time now for everybody in Europe? Yeah, yeah, it is. We probably should have researched this before coming on, but <laughs> I think it's uh, September first. Yeah, yeah. Problem is, yeah, if if one of them do does leave in the next two weeks, then where are you going to find a replacement from, and who's it going to be? They will have to pay big money for it. Yeah, but who would it, like? Okay. Say I'm um, 
say I'm Simone Zaghi, right? And you come up to me and you say, okay, Skriniar is going to leave. Who, who, do you, who actually is there in the league where you can be like, okay, maybe, yes, you can take Skriniar, but I'm going to go here and, and get, I don't know, because there was rumors of a Cherby coming and I'm just like, really? Yeah. I think that um, obviously it would be a downgrading quality, but I think that uh, Nikola Milenkovic would do a good no. job. Maxi. That is a good yeah. shout, Maxi. But unfortunately for them, he just renewed his contract until 2027 with Fiorentina. Yeah. So. I mean, they, they would then they would have to pay big bucks for him. But yeah, we shall see. Maybe uh, a Jim City or a Rafael Taloy. Yeah, I, I want to put my picks in there. Um, <laughs> so quick news for everybody. After so we've done the Milan clip clubs. Maxi is leaving. Yes, unfortunately, I am. No, that's uh, not that's not the news. That's not the news. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. That's not the news. Um, <laughs> some of the news is Dominic Dominico Berardi is not leaving Sassuolo. Danish, go on. Can you can you imagine uh, producer Juan when <laughs> when he first hears this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his reaction would be. I don't know if he'd cut it out or what. Should we just yeah. end it here? Let's just leave it here. Yeah. And no, but the the real news is Domo Brady is, is staying at Sassuolo. Everybody, way come on! Way. Yeah, honestly, it, beforehand, uh, before the summer started, I I I thought that he would leave the summer uh, because obviously both both uh, Milan and Inter were interested, uh, especially Inter, and it's a well known fact that he's an Interista and would like to play for for the club. But I guess the train left the station there, and uh, he kind of were out of options. I I don't know. I haven't seen uh, a lot of uh, news regarding where he would go, unless it would be Inter Milan. But I mean, this is a this is a top top class top class uh, news for for the Sassuolo fans because it's a massive massive statement by the club. Yeah, I think maybe the forty million euro asking price put everybody off. Yeah. Um, but I, I for one, I'm chuffed to see because one club. I don't think I don't think that the forty million asking price asking is price was... that that crazy. Uh, bearing in mind the season he had last season, he he scored. What did he end with? Fifteen goals and seventy assists. Seventeen assists. Yeah, but like he's I mean, he's done. Crazy. But he's done that consistently in the league. As well, he's not a one-season wonder that you would take your chance. Like for instance, I know Gio Simeone was really good last year, but Napoli have just bought him now, um, and that is maybe a little bit. It's not really a risk because he's going to play second fiddle to Osiman. But if somebody was to go sign Berardi, a player they know who has signed forty signed, sorry, he's got fourteen goals, seventeen goals, and fifteen goals in the last three seasons in each season. They know what they're going to get. Um, but I like one club players are rare in the game now, more so for a team them. like Sassuolo. So he, he's he been like the face of Sassuolo and I'm, I'm just glad he's staying, uh, especially considering like at one point you were held co-ownership with him and then he just re- refused to move. Also, like, did you see him in the summer? He almost got in a fight. 
Yeah, and he's being what investigated was that about? by the Federation. For what? Uh, for violent uh, conduct. But it wasn't on the pitch. No, no, but it it doesn't matter. It's uh, against a supporter. Uh, so he's being uh, investigated for violent conduct against a supporter. Okay. I was going to say, what, Syria just have rights to investigate whatever players do outside of the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, but no, it's it's that he's staying, I think. But um, I think we, we briefly mentioned Gio Simeone moving to um, Napoli this um, this summer, which sort of leads us nicely on. The, the first game that Hellas Verona had was uh, at home to Napoli, and they lost 5-2. Napoli running out good winners. Bit of summer of change for like both clubs. I know that we have been vehement fans of Antonin Barak, Gianluca Caprari, Gio Simeone last year, and now the trifecta's broken up. Um, yeah, they, two of they them look, have left. Yeah, both of them. I just keep looking at this team going. They're incredibly thin on in attack now, and it's Grab Gabriela Choffi. Gabriel Choppy yeah, was exactly. the man. They who... lost to Tudor. Yeah, the, 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 they had a big fight in the club, and last year Gabriel Choppy kept Udinese up when they were a little bit unstable. But he kept them up with just Udinese being solid and not too much more. I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit bummed that one of my favorite teams in the league has now disbanded and is just not as attacking anymore, and it's not going to be fun to watch. They got dismantled by Napoli five two. We've also had a lot of change. Koulibaly's left, Insigne's left, Mutton's left. Um, but they were fantastic in attack. Yeah. like but They I... were ab- absolutely brilliant in attack and so mobile and flexible with Anguissa and Lopaka in midfield. I don't know if you saw, I think it, it was Zelensky's goal. Yeah, that's right. Zelensky's goal to make it 3-2. That is a beautiful goal. There was um, Osiman drops deep. One touch to Mario Rui. Mario Rui, one touch to... I'm hopefully going to say, say this right. Are you ready? Kvaratskhelia. <clears throat> Almost. Kvaratskhelia. Kvaratskhelia. Uh, and then he plays a, a wonderful through ball to Zelinski and they score from there. But it was just one touch, one touch, one touch. And, and Napoli actually played some really, really good football in this game as well. Yeah, and... Bearing in mind, they have both Gio Simeone and Gianluca Raspadori on the way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Raspadori like confirmed now? Uh, basically, uh, every every good uh, good outlet in Italy say, is saying tonight, uh, Wednesday night, that it's just one step away. So, hmm. I mean, okay, fair enough. So, like, Insigne leaves, and you bring in Gio Simeone, Mertens leaves. <clears throat> and you bring in Raspadori. That's, I mean, that's something I can get behind. They've still got a decent attack, but I just look at their bench now and go, hmm. They, they used to be a point where, not used to be a point, but like last season, if one of the attackers for Napoli wasn't doing what Spalletti wanted, he could just look to the bench and bring one on again. Now he looks to the bench and it's just Politano and Ilmas to turn to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they they have um they have a strong starting eleven, but not honestly more. Yeah, I mean Kim Kim has come in now, uh for for Koulibaly, the guy who 
brilliantly did an initiation song to Gangnam Style. Yeah, I, I honestly I like the prospect of him. He has like a big, big size, and it seems like a good player. So I, I'm excited yeah. to see what he will bring. But honestly, it's a Probably the biggest shoes to fill in Napoli. Uh, big, I mean, of course, Lorenzo Insigne is a son of a si- son of the city, but as Koulibaly has been the guy at Napoli, I would say. Yeah. Also, I think you lose the fact that Koulibaly starts moves as well. Like, as in, he can start moves from the back with a, a really good passing range as, as well. Um, so I think it's going to take some time. But it's interesting that Kim. And Rahmani are sort of both tall defenders, and both of Hellas Verona's goals were headers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I was I was really impressed with Napoli, and maybe they'll they'll be more of a challenge than what people think they will. If that makes sense, it does. Um, and I just want to say that during our spaces this week, uh, maybe hey, can... anybody tune into that? The spaces, baby. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and shout shout one, out everybody who 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 tuned in. By the, the way, the one Sorry, guy on. I told everybody to look out for was Kvaratskhelia, and he scored one goal and assisted one goal. So I'm he I'm was quite he happy looked, this week. He looked really really good, Max. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love that guy, and I I I think that he will surprise many this season. Yeah, I th- I think they've got a smart signing there. Yeah, and obviously. Uh, I think people forget Victor Osimhen still exists. Yeah. Like he was supersonic last year. He was one of the best strikers in the world. I thought that honestly that that's one of the reasons I I kind of in one way I kind of dislike this move for Gio Simeone because I think that he is uh, good enough to be a number one striker at, at a bigger club, and now he will kind of be some kind of backup for Osimhen, which I I think he's better than that. I, I'm interested to see how this plays out because he's not like last year was his breakthrough year, right? Like that last year was the only time he scored more than 15 goals, and he had probably a front three that really sort of worked well. I mean, no, no, maybe that's harsh because he's he had a spell at Cali, he scored 12, uh, a, a spell at Fiorentina, he scored Fiorent- uh, 14 in one season, 12 at Genoa. Hmm, maybe so. I'm I'm intrigued to see how it plays out, but uh, yeah. But but then I again, don't know. Yeah, I haven't really come to a conclusion there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 then again, Osiman could be gone in a year. Um, you think that he will be the main guy? Yeah, may, I can see maybe a bar. I can for some, I don't know why I can see like a Gio Simi like Diego Simeone coming for him. Yeah, maybe. Stunned silence. I don't know why that took you so long to react. <laughs> I was kind of unsure what you said at first. Then I, <laughs> I was. Think, and then I, I, I don't know why I can just picture him at Atletico Madrid. I don't know why. <laughs> Juventus beat Sassuolo 3 0. Max, let's talk about our favorite. Max, that isn't you, Allegri. Masterclass. This was like a weird game for me because he played four for two. Um, but Juve after scoring, like this is the first time in a long time 
where Juve scored the opening goal and they didn't sit back. Like they actually piled on the pressure, won really well and attacked really well with uh, with Vlahovic up front. It feels like he's figured out, okay, if we get down the wings on both sides and we let Vlahovic sort of hover around the box, we'll get him plenty of chances. And he did have plenty of chances in the game. Yeah, honestly, I thought that Vlahovic looked really good this game. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, he scored two goals, but I mean, it, it was everything from movements to kind of uh, setting up his teammates to scoring. Uh, I, I thought it, he looked really, really I good. thought he looked awesome. But yeah. I thought he looked as awesome as he did before he signed for Juve. Like last year when he came in, I think it was a bit unfair to judge him because you've had lots of injuries and he was just sort of feeling, feeling off scraps, but he looked really, really sharp against uh, Sassuolo. Yeah, and I, I also think that um, it also stems a lot from him having great support. Uh, I think that Di Maria had a great game as well. Yeah, and, he did. Uh, I think that now with Filip Kostic coming in as well, I think that he will have great support uh, from in, in form of chance creation this season to score even more goals because both Di Maria and Kostic um, were among the top creators in their respective leagues last season. So, yeah, uh, really looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is a change of tactics from Max. Like he actually maybe wants to go more attacking or... Wants to go more attacking, at least to the not the mid-table teams, but teams outside the the seven sisters. Honestly, I think I doubt it. Though I doubt it. Like I I, I hope so because the I don't. (laughs) That squad is too good to just stay back. Mm. Big big summer for Juve. Uh, Bremer came in. Delict left. Kostic has come in. Pog back. Di Maria's come in, Pog back, Pog back. He's injured though. Pog back is um, back, but not back. Yeah, Pog isn't back. Pog isn't back. <laughs> Pog Ch- is back, but not back. Chiesa is still out. I don't, I was just looking at their bench thinking, like he brought on Kostic, fair enough. And then the other ones that you brought on were Sule, Miretti, Rovella, Di Celio. Uh, I don't, like, especially one or two injuries. If 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 Bonucci gets injured, I don't know what they're going to do at defense. I've I've said this many times. Federico Gatti. Me too. Gatti. Me too. Why are you getting angry at me? Me too. Federico Gatti. Come on. I, I I will say right here and right now that he he would do the job. He would do the job, but do you not think it's too early? No, I don't. Hmm. Okay. I'm okay. certain about this, Danish. Hmm. I'll have to hold you to it, but it's just. Uh, he he's he hasn't he hasn't played a game in Serie A, but he has played for the national team. Hmm. Has he? Yeah, he's one once. of the few. Yes, yes, one yes, of the few people who has played in the national team while still playing in Serie B. It's like him yeah, Frozen, and Marco Verratti. Frosinone. Yeah. Yeah. He. I'm just. Yeah. I mean, he's had. I think it's him and, uh, him and Marco Verratti who are the mm. players who've played in Serie B. And, okay, uh, I'm going to hold you to that. I don't know. I'm just relying on... I mean, don't get me wrong. It would take time to kind of gel 
him. That's and, but that's that's what I'm saying. And don't get me wrong, it's a great story. He used to be a bricklayer a few years ago, um, and then he was playing against England, like you said. Yeah, playing amateur um, football. Well, I think you're right. Maybe he'll he'll get thrown in at the deep end. A quick word on Sassuolo then. Yep. They, lo- they, they lost Gianluca Scamacca this summer. They're also possibly losing Raspadori. Yeah. Uh, like it, it feels like we're we're watching some of the best trifectas in the league, some of the best striking trifectas like being broken broken up. I don't know. I just I don't really know what they're gonna do. Unfortunately, that kind that's kind of where they are in the hierarchy. And yeah, that, that will happen sooner or later. But it's it's yeah, very very sad to see. I'm I'm gonna be sad to see that go because then now it's gonna be Defrel and Kiriakopoulos. I, I must say that I, I like what they've done. They they signed Andrea Pinamonti. Yeah, to, yeah, I like I like that signing a lot. Yeah, yeah, and they signed also. That's more of a name for the future. But Agustin Alvarez from from Peñarol in in Uruguay is a very promising player as well. Uh, he, I I think that he will kind of play a backup to Pinamonti this year. But uh, it's a it's an exciting name for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna miss Kamaka Raspadori, yeah. but I think that's all. Yeah, me too. They they were so good together. Yeah, we're we're um we're saying goodbye to quite a few strike partnerships that we like, striking trios that we like, especially in Hellas Verona. Yeah, no more Caprari. At least he's a Monza. He's having a good time in Monza, I think. Didn't he score? Did he? No way. I think so. Why didn't you tell me at the start? We would have dedicated a whole hour to. He did not <laughs> score. He did not score. Why are you lying? Danny Motta scored. Was it? Oh, sorry. I think so. We'll have to double check that. Yeah, it was Danny Motta. But although, having said that, that like might have given birth to a strike partnership that I'm going to love this year. Caprari and Patania up front. Isn't that I, just I brilliant? Cannot, <laughs> I cannot stand Patania. Uh, nobody can. Nobody oh. can. That's uh, That's why I love him. Um, but that, that is genuinely like playing a Ferrari and a Fiat uh, at, as a striking partnership. They've got some really, really interesting signings, Monza. Stefano Sensi, Matteo um, and Andre, Andre Ranocchia of Inter Milan fame. Once again, Matteo Pessina. Yeah. Pessina as well. Yeah. That is not a bad team. That's, and that, that's... that is also a beautiful story because Pessina is from Monza. It's his club. And he went back now and he's captain there. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Speaking, I mean, this is maybe a bit off topic. Well, no, no. What am I talking about? It it leads on perfectly. Pessina, who... (laughs) Nothing is off topic in this podcast. (laughs) It actually led on beautifully. I don't know why I said that. But the club where he originally comes from, Atalanta, they won this weekend 2-0 against Sampdoria. Um, But I was just looking at their squad and their bench. That team is incredibly thin. Yeah. It's really, really, really thin. They had, like, their strikers are Luis Muriel, Zapata, and Adamola Lukman from Fulham. And that, that, like, that's it. There's nobody, like, uh, Gasparini will do things this year where um, he will put Koopminers as a false nine or he'll play Malinowski as um, a forward as well. But, that the squad is wafer wafer thin, 
and I mean, we we can't rule them out for certain, but both Muriel and Zapata were on the down last season at towards the end. Yeah, but like, imagine if one of them gets injured, and obviously Joseph Hilicic is is, ha- is having his personal problems again, um, which yeah. is the best, obviously, if he's if he's not listening. Um, but it, it's just I don't know. I, we might be seeing them come to an end with that era. I don't know because it feels like something's got to give a little bit this year. Yeah, I think that they're kind of thin at at center back as well. I mean, they have well. they have Deloy and Demiral, but I mean, they those but they play two... three at the back. They play three at the yeah. back. So it's so it's like they have Deloy, Demiral, Palomino, and Jim City. Yeah, I don't think that's enough. No, maybe they'll do a Zappa Costa there, but I don't. I don't know what's going on. I, I they normally recruit extremely smartly, um, I mean, but overall, that squad is weird. I, I, I mean, it, it is as you said. They have a, a thin squad, but overall, I think the starting eleven is no, no. The uh, starting eleven rocks quality as well. The starting eleven rocks. Don't get me wrong, but they. Uh, but I think it's a low. I think it's a lower quality than we've seen before. Oh no, no. Of course, this isn't Papu Gomez Atalanta. For instance, no. um, yeah, they got hit in- with injuries pretty hard last year. So I'm they just looking at captain uh, Rimo Freuler to not. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking at them, thinking, hmm, I don't. Want... Me, me, not sure. Me, not sure. Not sure. So that's just the things that I think about before bed. But anyway, look, we don't have much time left. Let's quickly do donkey of the. Sorry, Donkey of the Week. What am I talking about? Arsenal of the Week and Goat of the Week. Yay! Yay! You go first. Arsenal of the Week. It's pretty obvious who it is. What do you mean? Come on. Don't be silly. It's obviously Ian Adradu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. of course he is but I just feel bad for the guy I do feel bad for the guy for those who don't know Fiorentina beat Cremonese 3-2 this weekend but two of the goals yeah I mean he for one of them the cross comes in he catches it and then literally falls into the net yeah and there isn't if you've not listened or lived under a rock, he did uh, a massive mistake last season as well uh, against Inter, which cost them the title, basically. Um, so this is... Uh, yeah. I, might, I, might, why... I might DM him on Insta and ask him if he's okay. Nobody's yeah, going to reply. I, I just feel bad for the guy. I mean... Mm. But he's still, but he's still, he's asshole of the week. Let, let, so let, let's let's call him a donkey of the week this week. We make yeah, him because I, I feel too bad for him to call him an asshole. <laughs> Goat of the week. For me, it's Kvitsa. Kvitsa Karchkelia. Yeah, I I'm gonna agree with that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was his uh, Serie A debut. Bear in mind, he's only played in Georgia and in Russia before. He played. Uh, yeah, it's a big step up. Uh, yeah, he played a stint at, at Rubin Kazan and then uh, Dinamo, Bat- Dinamo Batumi, uh, which is his hometown Batumi. club in Georgia. Uh, so to have this kind of debut where he scored one goal and assisted another, it was uh, very impressive. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Anyway, 
that was the ADR for the week. That's all we have time for. Thank you, listener, very much for joining. Uh, go check out all the articles on breakingthelines.com and the followers on Twitter. Great. We're back, huh? Area de Rigori. Nah, it sucks. It's awful. Ah, yeah. Nah, nah, I'm joking. Fantastic to be back. Um, this go, time go. I'm quitting for real. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> ahead and, uh, go ahead and check us out on Twitter. Uh, like the Spotify, share it uh, as much as you can wherever you get your um, your podcast, and we'll we'll see you next week.